Well, hello and welcome back to Book Journeys Radio. This is Angela Loria from Journey Girl Publishing. And every week on Book Journeys Radio, we talk to nonfiction authors about their experience writing their first book. And on today's episode, we have with us Ted Karam. He is a transformation coach, and he uh, wrote a book called Jumping on Water, which is a fantastic title that makes me want to know more about it. So, Ted, why don't you tell us, uh, welcome to the call, and why don't you tell us a little bit about Jumping on Water and about yourself? Well, thank you, Angela. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here with you. And, um, yeah, it's uh, Jumping on Water. It's an interesting title. Um, My eight-year-old son came up with it years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, you know, I was I've been I've been involved with uh counseling and coaching for quite a long time. And you know, for those of you who are writing books, certainly anything that you're passionate about, anything you have a lot of interest in and, and you want to share, uh, that's that's what this book was all about. I was doing a lot of coaching and a lot of um counseling and I I people would ask, "Well, do you have that little process or you have have that little technique?" And I didn't, you know, and I said, "Well, I'll write it down and I'll email it to you." And um Eventually, it worked its way into all this collection of of these little um, uh, exercises and tools for transformation that worked itself into a book. And uh, Jumping on Water is all about um, doing what you may think is impossible in your life, right? Walking on water, flying, doing these things. These are impossible, but... A lot of times, what also seems impossible is just the simplest things, right? Being happy, being in joy, feeling empowered, uh, being creative. Uh, Everyone on the call today, writing a book, right? Staying in that creative zone, being in that inspiration, um, independent of what's going on in the world around you, independent of conditions in your life. Because you're tuned in, you're, you're turned on, you're tapped in to your very center, that very part of you where that inspiration comes from. And that's what we wrote about. We shared a lot of different exercises and little processes, little games to do with yourself to keep you inspired, to keep you in that place of power where your joy is, where your inspiration lies. Well, that is awesome, and I love uh, a couple things that you talked about um, that I want to highlight in case people miss them. One is that you've identified techniques that are yours. And what I always tell writers is there is a way you do the thing you do. You may not know there's a way. And one of the hard parts can be identifying what are the steps, how is this a process, and not just my brain doing what my brain does. Um, So I definitely want to talk a little bit more about that. Maybe you can jump in now and just say, like, was that hard for you? Did you have help doing that? Uh, I did. I did. I had I had a lot of great friends, including my wife, who's my greatest mirror in life. <laughs> Shows me <laughs> absolutely the good and the and the places where I can improve. And um, uh, you know, it, it, I, what you say is so important. You know, when we can put our our understanding, our experience, our knowledge down in little processes, little systems, it's so apl- that's easy for people to apply in their lives. Uh, that's a huge help. And um, you know, I I would constantly have I I had um, uh, different folks give me feedback on little sections of the book uh, in editing. My wife helped me edit it. Um, you know, we are unique embodiments of the one divine being. We we are here. There's no one like you, 
and there never will be anyone like you. You're it. You're here in life with special talents, gifts, and abilities, special knowledge, special skills um, to inspire, to inform, to educate, to entertain, and it comes through you uniquely. So just as you said, Angela, each, each, everyone listening today has a unique gift that only they can offer the world. No one else has it. It, it. Maybe other people doing something similar along other lines, but no one sees the world like you do. And so to, to, to have a way to uh, capture that uh, into a form of, of media, whether it's a book, whether it's an audio recording, a video program, whatever it may be, um, can be very, very, very empowering and helpful for other people. Staying true, what I used to do is I used to actually go into um, – meditative states or i would just get calm and quiet or get in get just get yourself into a happy uh relaxed state um it could just be sitting on your porch and then rec- and then speak and record yourself speak out talk out a li- talk out the little process whatever it is or share that insight or that technique or that that inspiration and imagine you only have a few minutes to do it and then rec- capture it, and then play it back yourself, and say, yeah, yeah, and then write that down. Um, I did that quite a bit at, at times, where um, it's there, and for me, there's a huge disconnect <laughs> between my right. brain or and my writing. You know, my writing can't keep up. Yes. Well, then you're not the only one, because my uh, this is something that comes <laughs> up with my book coaching clients all the time, so they will be glad to know that they are normal, as are you. And I think yeah. <clears throat> having techniques like that, like for some people, recording helps or talking it out with a friend or a partner or a coach, um, that, that that can do it. Um, there's different ways, but knowing you can reach that goal I think is important yeah. that you can kind of get your brain and your writing in sync with a little bit of support. Exactly. The other and, thing, um, yep. the other objection, or not objection, but uh, what do I want to say, like obstacle, that's the word, um, that comes up for people um, is finding time to write. And one of the things I recommend to them is I say, have you ever written an email where you describe to somebody what you do or how to solve that problem? And uh, one of the things that you said was like that you would that you had written things down and you kind of collected them into the book. So I love yeah. that you went back to writing that you had already done. Can you talk about that and how that worked for you? Certainly. Um, you know, things inspiration comes at different times, right? <laughs> and it always doesn't come <laughs> when you want it to. Like in the middle of the night, you wake up with an idea or, or, or some kind of uh, insight. And so I would write little things down, and I really started using this pocket recorder, and I write, you know, record my, myself, and then later transcribe it or come back to things that I had written. And sometimes I'd see it in a new light. Sometimes it would, I, would, I would enhance it or whatever. And other times it would be like, wow, did, did that? Did those words come out of my mouth? That's what I need right mm-hmm. now here. You know? <laughs> so I think we teach and we give and we inspire. We, we're trying to actually we, we teach that which we most need to learn or want to embody and become. And so. Um, you know, writing is really a sacred journey. It, it is. There's, I believe there's a book in all of us. I believe we all have a message, a unique uh, way of expressing uh, the one divine being that we are and sharing that. And, and again, in myriads of different ways with the world. And so to, um, if there are things that you've written and uh, they, 
going back to it and reviewing it is kind of like going back to an earlier version of yourself and bringing a, a, a new consciousness, a new awareness to it. Um, and then kind of what, what I found is I had all this scattered, these scattered thoughts, like, oh, oh, okay, I've got this on this. Like it didn't, the book didn't fall out with a table of contents and blah, 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 like it does for some people. Uh, but for me, it was like, all right, well, how does this fit with that? How does that fit with that? And it was this whole process of um, going in, going inside, getting quiet and getting still, getting centered and allowing these pieces of a puzzle, so to speak, that I had written at different times and had kind of uh, come through in different little workshops and stuff. Uh, to, oh, yeah, look, oh, look, and that's a natural flow. Oh, oh look at this. That, that fits nicely. And then it kind of it worked itself into a collage. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so if you have, so if you've done different things uh, and written pieces, definitely uh, I, I, I would recommend reviewing that and um, just seeing, you know, sitting back like, like you go up in a helicopter, right? You can look at, you have a certain perspective when you're on the ground, but you rise up 50, 100 feet up in the air, and you see how you see things differently. And see, allow yourself to have this intention. How do these separate, appearingly separate pieces that I've written that have come through me, that I feel are meaningful and I want to collect into this this work, how do they flow together? And imagine you had to give a one-hour talk to someone, or you just had to describe it to your your sister, or your brother. You know what this all is, and how, what order would you do it, and how would it all flow together? And then just maybe mm-hmm. you know, rough out a, t- a table of contents, rough out a, an outline, and then see how that feels. And maybe you want to enhance it, change it, add something to it. Maybe it'll draw something out of you that you haven't written yet. But it's it's a perfect thing to kind of uh, you know get into th- this 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 the structure that you created. That would have value for right. people. So, okay, I think that's fantastic advice. And let's talk about for you what was obviously you've been doing coaching, you had um, a lot of these thoughts in random places, but what was the thing that made you say, I'm going to write a book? What was the vision <laughs> that you had and how did you get it? That's a great question. You know, a friend sent me, you know Eckhart Tolle, who wrote The Power of Now? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend yeah. sent me that book in 1999. It showed up from Amazon at my door. And I remember I picked up the book and I started reading it and I couldn't stop. And I felt like, wow, this this, this being is, is in my head. I mean, <laughs> it entered into my thoughts. Like These are a lot of the same thoughts and how true this is, how powerful this is, and yet how simple. And how, in the in in a sense, obvious. And I thought, you know, I, I really need to start collecting because I had been doing a, a coaching, counseling for years. I said, you know, I I really want to. I need to pull all that stuff. There's some great, there's some junk in there, but there's some great stuff too. That uh, all these notes and these notebooks. I, I really need to pull that into something, and and so that I can offer it to you know, because like, I was I also felt really blessed that I could read these words. And the words would resonate with something inside of me and cause an experience to happen in life that changed the way I would I would perceive things and experience the world. And I thought, yeah, there's some there's some things that you have to share too. And again, you know, so what, I'm sure everybody has some great books, you know, things that inspire you, right? That um, are motivational. But that was a turning point in 1999. 
Wow. And then you ended up publishing your book in 2008. So what happened that was, you know, a little (laughs) bit of a journey? What happened between here and there? Life happened. So, uh, you know, um, there were times when I'd be so inspired and I would would get up and I'd write in the morning. I'd get up early. You know, my wife and I, we have three kids, and so there's a lot to do, right? There's a lot going on, activities and uh, fun things. so sometimes I would be very disciplined, and I would um, I'd write, and and there'd be this inspiration to just flow, and then other times it'd be nothing, nothing for like months at a time, um, and then I'd come back to it again, and when there was uh, usually a, a over the holiday break or something, or over a vacation, have a little bit of time again and get re-inspired. I don't recommend taking as long as I did. <laughs> <laughs> it took me about eight years to pull pull it all together into a book. And the one secret to really finishing it, I remember this, I, I, was having time every single day to create a habit mm-hmm. about writing a book. Like like when you've been when you start jogging and oh it's painful and you're jogging and oh this this is terrible and it's you know but then you do it consistently for four or five days over a week two weeks later you're in a groove right and then a month later. If you miss jogging, it's like, you know, I got to jog. You know, it, it, it becomes a part of your life. And if you do that, if you carve out some, you know, whatever your creative time is, for some of us it's in the morning, for some of us it's late at night, um, whenever your most creative time is, if you carve out, get up, get up an hour earlier or stay awake an hour later, and you dedicate that time, you say, I'm going to do nothing in that time but allow myself to contribute to this vision, to, to, to this work, and, and write or edit or do some kind of activity that moves you towards the completion of your book, then that habit really will pro- help you propel to finish to finish your work. Um, so I think that's really good. I also read something, I think this is a quote from you, which is that... Um, Human beings will take as long as we give ourselves to complete a task, which I thought was a pretty profound observation about the human condition. So how do you feel about, um, in addition to that sort of daily habit, daily schedule you talked about, how do you feel about deadlines? Did you set deadlines for yourself? Did you set many deadlines? And did they move you forward or backward or what? Yeah, um, it's so true. I think all of us can resonate with the truth of that, uh, that we'll take as long as we, we have. And, yes, I did set deadlines, especially towards the end when it was like, okay, we got to, you know, let's wrap this up. Um, and so we set deadlines, and it was great. My wife's an angel. She gave me a lot of time um, to be able to finish things and then helped with the editing and the review. Um, if we don't, if you would, I'm a kind of person, naturally, I don't like, deadlines you know i like setting goals in 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 general and okay get into the feeling of it right the law of attraction everything it is now and all that but i didn't i don't i by nature i never liked the deadlines but i had to set them for myself because i i i wouldn't i i wouldn't stay up late and i wouldn't put in that extra effort and i wouldn't get to where i was glad i got to without without the deadlines without the deadlines yeah. of myself. And, you know, here's the biggest thing, too. Uh, another important thing that I discovered about myself in this process is, you know, we, if, you, if, if I believe we're spiritual beings having a human experience. Okay, so the spirit that we are 
is it can never be less than perfect. It's always always abundant, always prosperous, always alive, vital, creative, inspired. Um, but we don't live that all the time, right? There's this veil, this veil of separation that keeps us from that that experience of this this higher part of ourselves. And um, so there's this natural creativity, this natural um, spontaneity and insight that's there. And um, it's so important to realize that in many ways what we see and what we experience in life isn't the truth about that abundant, that infinitely creative being that we are. But we see a lot of times just the reflection of our own limited thoughts and ideas about who we are and what life is all about. And that gets projected into our relationships and into our experiences and into our circumstances. So sometimes I would be concerned about um, having to get all these permissions or having to do the editing properly or having to do this or having to, or, or an obstacle would come up, like uh, I don't have the time, something would happen in life or, or these things would happen. And I would see them as roadblocks to getting the book done. And what I what I discovered is that most of the time, uh, it was my own inner fear, believe it or not, of allowing my words to be put on paper and be sent out into the world for all to see. Um, that was holding me back. And so it was this own inner doubt, own inner fear. Who am I to write a book on this stuff? Who am I, you know, what, what, and, and not <laughs> That's wanting to. That's a quote to... I hear from every single client <laughs> I work with. Who am I to write this book? Yeah, it's like, who am I? Okay, so who are you not? You're, you're a unique embodiment of divine perfection. And these words, this inspiration is coming through you to be expressed, and you're being drawn to do this. And so here's what you want to do. You want to change your thinking around. It's not that who am I, but that you are a vehicle, an instrument for divine um, insight and inspiration and education and entertainment to flow into humanity. And you have, think of it like this, you have a cure for cancer in what you have to say. And, if, and you're holding on to it because you're worried about whether people are going to accept it or like it. Let all that go. And just do it. And give the best of who you are. Be who you are. You're already enough. You're already it. Yeah. Yeah. And when you come yeah, in that Yeah, what I place, like to say yeah. is, who are you not to write this book? Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> and and in a lot of ways, I think, I think that uh, authors, when you have coaches, healers, when you have the idea for a book, it's on some level you owe it to the world to put it out there. There's a reason it's coming into your head. There's a reason you have that, that desire. And it's your obligation to figure out how to get it done and get it out of your head. Because um, you're the only one who's going to write that book. There's no one else. Exactly. Who can make, people can write books on, you know, related issues or whatever, but you're the only one who can write your book. Right. It's never going to come through anyone like it's going to come through you. And there are people in this world who won't resonate with anything but what you have mm-hmm. to say and get, you know, and it's in a very unique, powerful way. So, so right. yeah, so definitely um, to, to continually come back to what's my why? Why am I mm-hmm. writing this book? And what, what was what your what was your why? My why was <laughs> my why was I was you know there was I would see this transformation happen in people's lives and all this great stuff. You know, this feedback would come back and I go. Wow, this is a blessing. It was a blessing for me to be even there, present, because something from beyond the world would step in, and 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 this awareness, this awakening, this process could happen, 
where life could become better, life could become easier, more joyful. And as I saw this process, it was like, wow, you know. So I meet with this one person or that little small group or this group of people. But, you know, you only touch so many lives directly, right? And it was like, I want to capture this because when I'm long and gone, like I, I love reading books that were written the turn of the century, like I don't know if you've ever heard of Charles Hanel wrote the Master Key System, or Thomas Trower. These these were like uh, really new thought leaders, you know, just really powerful wow, okay. material. Um, and they're long gone, and I'm benefiting. I mean, this stuff's in the public domain; it's all over the internet, you know. And it's just I I come into tears sometimes reading this, and it changes my life. It changes my perception of reality, which changes who you know who I am. And yeah. I thought, I've got to capture this and put it down, you know, for, for for my children, for anyone who I may never meet, who someday, I'll never know, may benefit. And I think we all have important lessons, important things to share um, that, 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 that humanity can benefit from. So I know that you attended, um, I think it was Mark Victor Hansen's Mega Book Marketing Program. Right. Um, and I know Jack Canfield has a book marketing program, and Ariel Ford has a book marketing program. There's <laughs> lots of book marketing programs out there. Um, how did you pick Mark Victor Hansen's program, and would you recommend it to other Were there certain takeaways that made that a good use of your time and money? Absolutely. Um, the uh, It was a great program. And, uh, you know, I, I discovered it. I was listening to an article, uh, an audio book. I don't know. Have you ever heard Earl Nightingale's The Strangest uh-huh. Secret? Yeah. So okay. I love yep. that. I love Earl's voice, and it's very inspiring. And I have it on my iPod. I listen to it periodically. And there was a version that Mark Victor Hansen had put on his website. And I, I don't know how I stumbled upon Mark. It was Chicken Soup for the Soul, I guess, years ago. You know, great book. Uh-huh. And. I discovered that he was giving these these seminars. I said, i got to check this out. This guy appears to know what he's doing because obviously he's selling tons and tons of books that are a huge success. And um, I went there and met a lot of great people, spoke with a lot of folks. Uh, The the takeaway for me, and again, it's different for everyone, was I knew I had this message, these, these, these techniques, these processes I wanted to share with people. And I just wanted to get into a book form and get it out there. So I could start taking these books to my seminars and, and doing workshops with them. And I wanted a tangible form. And uh, I learned all about this whole process, self-publishing. Self-publishing, what is that? You hire someone to actually publish your book for you, right? And there was another, there was another book I was reading at the time. It was called The Fine Print of Self-Publishing, something like that. I don't know if you're familiar with okay. that. Okay. I don't know uh, that one. Yeah, it was written by, like, Mark Levine is the author. Oh, okay, I know was, Mark Levine, yeah. You know, Mark, it was the best $15 I spent my whole, you know, in this whole book publishing, you know, pursuit, because he compares all the different self-publishing houses, you know, from Author House to the Amazon one to Infinity and, and all these others. And I looked at all of that. He did all this work, all this homework for me, you know, in, in that book, and um you know, I had decided coming away from Mark Victor Hansen's program that, yeah, self-publishing is the way I want to go. I'm not interested in writing tons of letters and sending it out to all these people. You know, they, you hear the stories all the time, right? Dr. Seuss send out, you know, his, his, his book proposals or his book gets rejected a thousand times, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's the same story with everybody. Um, I had no intention of doing any of that. It wasn't for me. I just wanted to have a tangible book in my hand that I could begin to use to teach. And... 
So this this self-publishing book by Mark Levine helped me kind of size up all the different people. Then I just started calling a few that I was interested in. And I landed uh, with I ended up going with Dog Ear Publishing um, out of uh, out of the year. How did that work out for you? People have uh, lots of strong feelings about their publishing companies. How was yep. Dog Ear to work with? Uh, they were a joy. <laughs> they made the whole <laughs> process to, for me just effortless. It was great working with them. The, the reason I went with that company, and again, I, I encourage everyone to do their own research. You know, call the talk with the people a couple of times. You know, before you make a decision. But they really, the people I worked with, they, I, immediately there was a difference. There was a lot of listening happening, and there was a mm-hmm. lot of questions coming my way. And there just seemed this genuine care about this project that I spent so much time on, and. Um, uh, I selected them, and I was glad I did. Uh, the whole process through the ed- through the proofing and the final artwork for the the book cover, all that, uh, really just went very smoothly, and I've been very happy with uh, with with them. Um, they have a great uh, royalty program, and you can l- learn about it on their website. But but again, you you need to really don't just go with any one author's anyone's experience because we're just one data point <laughs> you know right. do a little research yourself find a few things call people talk to people the whole self publishing thing for me was you know looking back really effortless and and it was a joy to to, to go through that's awesome what um other than having a good publisher which is rare and wonderful what is the best <laughs> thing that's come out of having your own book uh, really, you know, uh, I, I have a newsletter too. You know, I have a little website. And people sign up for a newsletter and stuff, and I get questions from all around the world. People have written, written, the, have read the book, and uh, I love the dialogue. <laughs> you know, the real life questions that come back. Like people read a process. Mm-hmm. Like I have something called the Aha Method in there, which is all about gaining that Aha awareness about any problem that's in your life and how the roots of it are within yourself. And that you can actually ch- transform yourself, you know, neutralize that the, the roots of that problem that projects that's being projected on a relationship or a circumstance or whatever. How you can how you can transform that within yourself, and then it's like you know, almost like Disney World. The outer world changes. It's a vibrational match, right? We're looking at a mirror. So, you know, I I get questions coming in from all sorts of uh, of different uh, pe- people of all sorts of walks of life in different applications. Well, how do I apply this? To this relationship, or you know, I read this and that that was nice, but it doesn't. I don't see how it would be applicable in this situation, and it's it's just really a, a huge um, you know satisfaction to be able to work with people and to continue to learn and grow myself. It's funny some of these times I'll get a question and it's like, hmm, well, strange how the universe brought me that question right now. That's exactly what I need to remember right now, you know. And, uh, yeah, I so, find that with my clients so often. What my clients are working on is exactly what I need to be working on. Right? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, well, fancy meeting you here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Angela, have you ever heard of the whole Oponopono process? Uh, yes, I think from I think Joe Vitale talks about that. Yes, Joe wrote some. He did a great program with uh, the, the 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 teacher of that these days, Dr. E. Haleakala. Um, the whole the whole ponopono process is all about what we kind of know, right? Life is like a mirror, right? So anything that comes right, into like your experience is for you, right? And it's all mm-hmm. about turning within 
to divinity and this this petitioning of you know I'm I, I'm sorry taking responsibility for whatever's happening in your life I'm sorry release kind of forgiveness uh, and then filling that space that feeling place in yourself with love and um, yeah every, everything that comes to us is for our own growth development and unfoldment even though it appears to come out of the blue like it's a new client of yours or, or right. Uh, Someone you happen to meet. Uh, Byron, I don't know if you know Byron Katie's work, but she always yeah. says it's happening for you, not to you. That's right. And it it's just not always easy to remember when it seems like something's <laughs> happening to you. But um, and I think that's great. We have uh, we have a couple minutes left, and I like to um, end all my interviews. Um, there we go. Um, with the same question, um, which I will ask you in one second, but before I do, I just want to make sure um, for people listening, Ted Karam um, can be found at www.jumpingonwater.com or um, at his website, which is Chrysalis Point. So Ted Karam, Karam is K-A-R-A-M. And um, so my last question in the last minute that we have is, what in this process was different than what you expected? What happened differently than you expected? Oh, great question. Uh, a lot of things, too, <laughs> as as life is sometimes, I guess, huh? Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, I it was such a it was such a high holding a book, this work in my hands, um, and I think the biggest realization was is um, that was that was it was and, and we celebrated that it was such a, a completion of things, uh, but in many ways it was just the beginning. Uh, writing the book is one thing. Giving birth to your book and and seeing it and staying with it and following through with your passion till it it arrives here, it materializes in form, is so powerful and so transforming. But for me, that was that was it was a big realization that that was just the first step. Really, then, you know, birthing is kind of like the the yin nature, right? The, the divine feminine. You're giving birth to something, but then the yang nature, which is taking it forward and bringing it out into the world, and uh, and, and speaking, doing all this great stuff. That's that's a whole other thing. The whole marketing of it, the whole promoting, the whole get, you know, make it making people simply aware of this wonderful stuff that you have in in, in this in this creation of yours. So for well, me, that I was hope people are. Uh, I hope people are more aware of jumping on water today than they were yesterday. I love talking to you and the yin and yang of uh, writing a book. I think you got that right. And um, so, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Uh, Ted left me with one quote I want to share with you, uh, which is, "Don't go to your grave with your book still in you." So uh, share your gift with the world. Hopefully you have been inspired by some of Ted's story today. And check out Jumping on Water. Thanks. Thank you, Angela. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye.